Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, If you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo agony on episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for you, baby, in more ways than one. Welcome back, everyone. I am thrilled to welcome you to today's podcast episode with the gorgeous Sabi Kerr. Sabi, how are you doing? Hey, I'm so good. Good to see you and thanks for having me here. Absolute pleasure. So let me give you lovely listeners a little intro to Sabi. So Sabi is a self-love coach passionate about helping awaken women's divine radiance and as a certified transformational coach speaker meditation guide yoga dance and movement teacher she loves to weave together a range of modalities to bring an integrated approach to feminine empowerment and business leadership love that love that so excited to dive in with you today Mm. Sabi I was just actually remembering because I'm pretty sure it was last year we were both um our mutual friend Mel Wells held uh, like an annual self-love summit and last year because of the pandemic we had to do it online and I'm pretty sure that you were being interviewed by her and I was the next one and I remember catching the end of your session so that's when I I think our paths first crossed yeah yeah I remember seeing you pop on after me and I remember staying for a little bit of that as well so I love that (laughs) so it's so lovely to do this with you um a year on and I always like to start well when I remember to start these interviews um in this way I always like to find out how you got into this work but I do it in a slightly different way Hmm. like to do it as something called the 60 second summary so I'm going to ask you how did you get into this work? I'm going to give you 60 minutes, second, not minutes, 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, because it's always interesting, the time pressure. Yeah. Like, I'll give you a warning at 30 seconds. Are you ready? Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I like this and I'm scared at the ready? same it's time. It's like you're on a game show. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. <sighs> I've always been incredibly multi-passionate and I've always really followed my heart and explored different ways of working, of being, And when I got into coaching after trying multiple different careers, um, I knew that it was that self-love and that unapologetic expression that was like the key to anything that that we really want in our lives. Um, 30 seconds. (laughs) After trying out many different paths and after coming out of a really long relationship, which dove me deep into the spiritual path um I just yeah was so aware of the power of being for you no matter what Mm -hmm. and bringing all parts of who you are to your life your business and everything in between Mm -hmm. oh and there we go that was perfectly timed (laughs) that's tough but yeah 
So, so there's a lot of things that I I want to dive in with you. The multi-passionate thing is something I absolutely recognize in myself as well. Yeah. So we'll probably circle back to that. But where I want to start, and I've actually got it as my next question, is I saw that, yeah, it, you've been in a relationship for 11 years and actually yeah. coming out of that is what was the springboard into not just you completely transforming your own life, but then even your career, which is exactly the same as me. Mm-hmm. And I see that often with my clients. It's like heartbreak is the biggest catalyst for <laughs> massive transformation so can you share a little, and I, what I loved as well that you, you on your website you talk about how that really cemented one of your life philosophies around letting go, go of what no longer is meant for you so can you share a little bit more about that because I know a lot of the listeners are going to really mm, resonate with yeah. this so I was in a very long relationship considering how young I was yeah, how young were you it. when you started? So I, I was like 16 or a few wow. months away from my 17th birthday. Wow. First relationship, that was all that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess I was around 27 um, mm-hmm. when 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 it ended. And mm-hmm. that was just, yeah, the, one of the hardest things I've ever, ever moved through. Not only was I dealing with the hurt, the betrayal, all of the toxicity that was going on in, in that relationship, how badly I'd been treated. Um, so I had to do all of that healing, mm-hmm. but also like rediscover who I was, you mm-hmm. know, after an 11 year relationship, like that's that's a lot anyway. But when you've been in that relationship from when you were a fucking since when you were like a child, yeah. <laughs> it's like wow, wow. Um, and I gave myself a lot of space to to be in the pain, to to hurt, to heal. Um, and when I was ready, I was kind of like, okay, this is the biggest opportunity to decide who I want to be, to decide how I want to live, to decide what actually makes me happy, to not have to constantly think about my life in terms of me and this other person, but to really be able to live just for me. And so while it was, yeah, one of the hardest months, years that I've moved through, it was like at the same time, there was so much power there because I was able to rediscover myself in a whole new way. And I remember feeling like I was this new version of me, but yet I was more me than I'd ever been. I noticed the ways that I had suppressed parts of myself in that relationship, all the ways that I'd self-abandoned myself, um, all of the ways that I'd people-pleased, like there was just so much that I, that was, that was unraveled as I was coming out of that relationship. And so really, and that was the catalyst to, for me to start doing more spiritual work, um, for me to get more into yoga, for me to do my first yoga teacher training, eventually shifting into, um, coaching. That was, that was the catalyst. And so now, um, I am so grateful for that experience. I am so grateful for the betrayal, the hurt, how I was cheated on numerously. Like, I'm so grateful for that because it it catapulted me into this new direction that I may not have ever been in otherwise. And I'm saying that because there might be people that 
are moving through deep heartbreak now and don't know how they're ever going to feel good again. Don't know how they're ever going to live a life that feels good again. And I almost want to say it gets to be better than you've ever imagined. And this isn't necessarily the breaking of you. Like this can be the making of you. And I think that's the the power of breakups and the power of endings. Mm, But it's only only with hindsight you realise that, my gosh, this is the biggest gift. This is the biggest opportunity. So I love that. And you talk about, you know, a feminine awakening and supporting women with that. So what, what does that mean and how does that fit into your own experience? There is so much. Um, For me personally, it was such a, like I said, a coming home to who I've always been. Um, There was work around me finding my voice again, around me getting more connected to my body, giving myself permission to be in my sensuality, to, to be the sexy woman that I've always been, but maybe it like wasn't allowed before. You know, there was like elements of control in that relationship. And I I felt like I couldn't express myself the way I really wanted to. And so I just began to, yeah, unravel all of these layers um, that had had piled up without me even realizing. So for, for, for me, like a breakup or any ending or any like transition is an opportunity to step into like the 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 next level you or the you that's always been there, but but maybe has been a little hidden. Mm. Expressing your voice more, being more powerful when you walk into a room, being more at ease with your body, um, knowing who you are, being unapologetically you. And all of these things, sometimes they sound like quite wishy-washy or intangible (laughs) but it's like these intangible little pieces that make up like your your evolution Mm. um and yeah it's it's incredible incredible work and for anyone that's moving through anything right now I think it's just an invitation an invitation to to be with it but to also know that if you are open to it um, there is so much, so much power that can be there on the other side. Okay, so your work has a lot of, I guess, embodiment involved in it. So you're obviously trained in yoga, a lot of training in yoga, training in dance. How important is this when it comes to manifesting the big hot topic mm. that everyone is talking around, yeah. essentially, you know, attracting things into our life that we desire. Um, this is one of the questions I get asked most. How do I manifest my soulmate? How do I manifest the my dream relationship? So how important is the sort of embodiment piece mm. in that? Yeah, I love this question. And first of all, just like a side note on, on manifesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of the time we think we want the, the man, um, but actually we... We want the feelings of love and connection and togetherness. So we think we want the the money, but we want the feelings of freedom. We want the feelings of, of opportunity. We want the feelings of safety. And so much of these um, things that we're desiring there, they can already be cultivated. Those feelings, those, those sensations, those emotions can already be cultivated now. And just thinking about them 
is like kind of only half the work. We to 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 really be fully on board with whatever we're we're calling in. It's like our whole bodies um, need to be open to receiving these things. Our whole bodies need to be open to receiving these things. And so the more we can be in touch with ourselves and our bodies, the more we can be in touch with our intuition, the more we can um, really notice what's there behind the mind. Um, the, the more we're going to be able to be in the energy of whatever it is that we're calling in. Um, and so really I, um, because I have a, a dance background and a movement background, um, I began to include different movement and dance in, in my coaching sessions, in my programs. And I just see the radical shift in how confident women are. <laughs> and so it was like a no brainer for me. It was a no brainer that, um, I needed to bring more of this into my work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That's um, it's certainly been something that I've needed to look at more recently because I can get very in my head about stuff. But like you know, I used to be an actress, and so dance was a really big part of that, particularly at drama school. And and you know, um, yoga has always been an important thing in my life, and I've not been doing it as much. And I've really noticed that. Like I, I really need to be bringing the work back into my body. Mm. Um, it just you know, it, it it sounds so obvious when you talk about it, but but it, I think particularly during the pandemic, like you know, we've been on Zoom a lot, and uh, you know, that's that's how we've been operating, and we're it's all been sort of neck yeah. and above, and we like <laughs> get it back into our body. Yeah. So, okay, so with that said, how can we feel sexier? and more confident in ourselves? Like what, what are there any tools that you have been really helpful to you or mm. any, um, yeah, anything that we can just get out of our head and into our body so that we feel more enlivened and yeah. passionate? Mm, absolutely. And first of all, um, it's really like great to check in with like what sexy even means. I actually put this on my stories the other day because I, I was leading a workshop for someone else's program all around feminine embodiment and self-love and feeling sexy as a woman. And when we ask people this, like what, what makes a woman sexy? What, what, what is it? And it, very rarely the answers that, that, that I get are anything to do with how a woman looks or what she's wearing. It's like this, this inner fire, this inner confidence, this, this magnetism, this self-love, which like draws people to her. And that starts within, that starts before we decide what dress to put on, before we decide to put the red lipstick on. Those things are great too. And you can do those if they help you to feel great, but it, it starts within starts from the body. And so um, I really love any practices that help us to connect with our bodies. Um, Central touch can be really great. And any of these, if you're new to being with your body in this way, might feel a little weird at first and that's totally cool. Central touch, taking the time to like feel your skin, to caress your breasts, your neck, 
your belly, your legs, almost like how you'd want a, a lover or your partner to, with care, with tenderness, um, sensual dance, even like anything in front of the mirror. So you can get used to seeing your body in that way. Equally, you might even turn the lights off, close your eyes, begin to move your body. Um, I like to like suggest people do like a daily dance challenge where they pick a different song every day and just let their body move with like release the idea of it has to look a certain way and really drop into how it feels to move your hips to how it feels to be so totally present with your body in the moment and only when you begin to give yourself permission to do that like women have told me they start to realize I didn't even know there was this much conditioning here around me like feeling like I, I, I should feel shame for being sexy. I should feel shame for being sensual. I should feel shame for moving my body in a certain way. There are so many stories which actually like stop us from even beginning. Um, and so, yeah, any practices that allow you to slowly begin to get into your body uh, uh, are great. And that doesn't need to look like dancing for everyone. But for me, that's just something that that always seems to work. Mm. It's so funny, like bizarre timing that at the moment I'm running something called the, well, I'm not, when this episode comes out, I'll be running something called the Naughty November Challenge. And everything you said there, I'm like, my God, that is literally some of the tasks that we I do. I love it. <laughs> and the, the whole point of it is like, how do you become magnetic and confident and in your power um, and feeling great about yourself when you don't have that relationship, because, you know, particularly as we're going towards the festive time, this is a, traditionally a time that so many women um, struggle with like, oh, my God, I don't want to be the only single one at the yeah. Christmas table. And, and there can be shame around it. And there can be, um, you know, we've had a lot of time in lockdown and, you know, then there's eating all the mince pies, all that. It can be like, in mm. a way, Christmas can be like the most sexy and the most unsexy time of year all at once. <laughs> but you actually said something really brilliant on your website that I want you to speak into more because I love this. So mm. you said, here's the thing, whatever you are desiring in your life, epic business success, juicy abundance, a soulmate partner, your dream home, Self-love is at the center of it all. Mm. Self-love is your manifestation superpower. Worthiness is your abundance attractor. This is when the magic happens. When you are confident, secure in who you are, you know that you're already enough. You become a magnet for greatness because you deeply know, believe, and feel that you are worthy of it all. That is so powerful. Can you speak Ooh. more into that? Yeah. So when that's not there, when you skip over that piece of work you think that maybe um you know that that relationship will be the thing that helps you to feel really good and and yeah you might meet an incredible partner it's not to say that without the self-love you can't have the, the partner or the love you might meet someone incredible there might be that like oh that beautiful high at the beginning and then it might be like oh that's that's not quite the the thing that's going to all of a sudden shift how I feel about me and my life. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have make lots of money for a month or two or three. And that might be like, oh, that's amazing. There might be this rush, this high. And then it might be like, oh, actually that, that wasn't the thing that, that, that was needed for me to feel incredible. And so when we just place our our feelings of happiness and worth 
in external sources, there might be that temporary high, but it's not it's not sustainable. It's not permanent. That that happiness and that joy for life and for for ourselves um, can only come from within. And this is not to say um, don't have those incredible goals. They are amazing too, but they are they're like an addition to your self love. Mm. They are there yeah, as, as an addition to the incredible love that you already have for yourself. And then you're not relying on them. Then you're not like expecting them to fill a hole within you. You can actually really enjoy them because there's not the expectation that they're there, like to make you feel better, you know? Mm. Um, and and without, without doing that self-love and worthiness work, there often can be that 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 expectation that that's going to be the thing that's going to help me feel good and yeah. actually just like seeing them as this beautiful addition to our lives is is such a big shifter yeah you know what i think i have so had it backwards even though i've known better but i think the world has it backwards we mm. think I am great because I achieve these great things. And actually it's like, oh no, I achieve these great things because I am already great and I'm already worthy. So I have this thing, you know, that is, um, I don't know where I heard it years ago, but it's like invest in the process when it comes to goals and blah, blah, blah. Invest in the process, surrender the outcome because otherwise we end up like with with totally how I've been so much of my life in the past, whether it's around getting a relationship or, or success in whatever, guys. It's like, I put all my eggs in, like, I can only value myself and celebrate myself and acknowledge myself if I achieve that thing. And like you said, Mm. even if I do, it's only, like, get that high. It's so short-lived. And then it's like, and also, do you know what? I'll never forget. It's funny. I've got this book here. So this was the first book um, I did that came out with my friend, God, over five years ago, The Inner Fix. And I remember thinking, when I'm published with a major or... um, publisher and when I see my book in like WH Smith then I'll know I've made it Mm. and I'll never forget I went and I saw it and it was like the biggest anti-climax and I've heard people talk about that like very very successful people talk about that and I think it was Jim Carrey he says something like I wish everyone could just be like super successful and famous and beautiful or whatever because then you'll realize it's not the solution Mm. like actually it just creates a whole it's not that those things are bad but if you don't have or we've seen this you know the super successful celebrities who end up committing suicide because they don't have that worthiness piece and that love and that that valuing of themselves Mm. so what is to you Sabi, like what makes someone truly successful and confident? Like what is confidence? Because my whole concept of it is just gets more skewed like all the time. Yeah. And so I'd love to share, because this is totally linked to, to, to confidence, but I'd love to share what for me self-love really is. Yes. It's not just loving yourself when you're making lots of money, when you've got the partner, when you're having amazing success in your business, when the book's a bestseller. Um, Because it's easy to love yourself when life is going great. (laughs) It's really easy to love yourself then. Like the real self-love work is loving yourself when nothing's thriving, when nothing's flowing, when the guy you've been with has just left you when you have no money in the bank account and still finding the space to like hold you and Mm -hmm. be with you. 
like no matter what. Mm. that's what self-love is and that's that's, that ripples out into confidence right because it allows you to show up as you regardless of where you're at you Mm. can show up as you are right now you don't feel like I'm only worthy to the world when I've got my shit together it's like I'm worthy of a relationship of money of business success however I am right now I'm worthy Mm. so for me, that is really what this work is all about. And it's kind of like a, it's like a paradox. The paradox of manifestation is like letting go of being so fixated on the goal and being so at like at ease with the you that exists right now. Mm-hmm. And when you can find love for the you that exists right now, wherever that is, you're going to energetically be in a better space to then attract those things that you actually want anyway. <laughs> oh my God, a hundred percent. Gosh, I have to respond and say, so I, I'll i never forget that years ago, I heard um, at a Hay House event, Robert Holden was speaking and he was hilarious actually. And he said this thing, he said, you know what? I am so over self-improvement. I am mm-hmm. done with it because it's, and, and I think if you identify, as I know a lot of our listeners do, as someone who is an achiever, multi-passionate, the things that you talk about being, um, it, it can be, you know, getting into the world of spirituality, wellness, self-development can just be, as I've used it, another thing to flog yourself with and go, mm. I'm not good enough. I've got to be better. I've got to be better. So how do you find that balance between like, because what his point was is it's about self-acceptance, mm. that like peace of mind, self-love, self-acceptance. How do you marry that deeply loving yourself when you're not thriving and whatever's going on to wanting to achieve? And I know we've kind of touched on that, but I just feel that there might be a little yeah. bit more. Totally. I love this question because, yeah, it's not to say when you're in a challenging space, whatever is going on with your life to love yourself and like, okay, you're just going to stay there. Like, yeah. <laughs> obviously like we, we want to feel the joy and we want to feel the expansion and we want to feel the, the, the success. And so having goals can be a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever we resist anything, you know, whenever you resist where you're at right now if that's challenging emotions if that's you're in a challenging space when we resist something it persists and we actually stay there longer even Mm. if those things are kind of under the surface Mm. and so being able to find love and acceptance for where you're at right now is actually the quickest path to healing and is the quickest path to actually then achieving the bigger goals that you do desire and it yeah. might, it's like, it's counterintuitive for some people that are just like, no, I need to like keep going. I need to like keep focused on the goals, but those other stuff are still going to be there under the surface. Mm. So yeah, it's not to say that having those big expansive dreams for your life is a bad thing. It's like not at all. It's mm. incredible that you have that. Um, but know that this work is there alongside that. Yeah. And don't use them. This is advice to myself. Don't use them as as a reason to flog yourself because you're mm. not there yet. You know, some dreams are, they happen quickly. Some dreams take decades, you know, and it's a, you know, I believe we're here for a lifetime. You know, this is not yeah. just about a season of success. You know, people can look at me and go, well, you've got it all together. You've now, you've got, you've got your fiance, you've got this, you've got that, you've bought your house. You know, I've, I've, t- you know, I've ticked off a lot of the boxes recently, mm. like in the last few years, particularly. And that's why it's been so interesting this year, Sabby, because whilst it's like, I've like 
ticked off more things this year, I've almost felt like a bigger failure. And it's taken me a while to see. I've really been doing the deep work this year around my overachieving workaholism and like shit. The thing that I thought was me just being really productive and, you know, um, a vivacious diligent person I have used as a way to not feel good enough and it's Mm. so insidious and I just got to the point where I'm like I'm done with it my success is how I choose to feel about myself particularly like you said when shit is not going the way I want it to and it's it's so I just have to share this with you and I want to hear I don't know if you know this woman or her thing but I want your response to it because such weird timing that we've we're doing this interview now earlier before we recorded I was listening to an interview with a woman called Mel Robbins and she did a book. Her first book was like the five second rule or something. And the new book is like the, oh God, what's it called? The five, I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but basically this is the, (laughs) this is what I can't remember the name of the book, but the concept of it is when the pandemic hit, she was feeling so shit about herself. Like nothing was working. Everything sort of fell apart. Um, and all the success she had just sort of was crumbling away. And she looked at herself in the mirror and she was hungover and she just felt like shit. And she didn't, she's like, I didn't even recognize myself in the mirror. I looked like utter Mm. shit. But it's like in that moment she saw, she said, you're always in the bathroom. There's two of you. When you're in the bathroom in that moment, you look at something, there's two of you. There's you, I'm getting shivers. And there's there's the woman staring back at you. And in that Mm. moment she saw herself and she said like, what does this woman that I'm seeing need from me right now because I can either give her what what we're like particularly as women we are like in, trained to do by society is judgment you look like shit look at the back like point out all the things yeah. that are wrong with you and she was like no what this woman need like if, if it was you know a, a friend of hers she would be able to and she saw her friend was not in a good way she would be the cheerleader encourager I'm going to give you support. I'm going to encourage you. And she said, I had this moment where I realized I needed to give that to myself. And so Mm. the practice is essentially coming in, looking at yourself in the mirror, first thing after brushing your teeth and saying, what does this woman need right now? And it might be um, a bath. It might be to be told how fucking amazing she is. It might be she needs to go and do something really, it will be different every day. And then once you've done, like decided what that is, give your reflection a high five as Mm. a way of like, like you are on the same team because we are like you've talked about it's like we are at war with ourselves so what what has that brought up in you because it felt so topical with what we're talking about I love that I love that and it's just such a reminder that it it seems to be so much easier to be that cheerleader for our friends when they're going through a hard time when it comes to us it's like I think lots of us are almost like addicted to staying in that challenging place. Yes. <laughs> we like become overly identified with being in that hard place. And even if we know all of the tools to bring ourselves out, especially those of us that do this work, um, it's almost like there's there's something about us that just wants to stay there. And so I, I, I love that. I love that because most of us already know what we need we know the words that we need to hear we know the support that that we desire and that can actually start from ourselves right that can start as sim- with something as simple as looking in, into the mirror and asking like what do you need today and I love that question what do you need today or like how is your heart today what do you need today because it's like tending to your needs like daily or even like hour by hour 
Um, and then like that's a beautiful way to begin a, a self-love practice, a self-commitment practice, a practice of showing up for you um, regularly. So, yeah, I love that. And I need to I need to go read that book. <laughs> yeah, definitely. She, the interview was um, Marie Folio's podcast or, or just on YouTube. And and I just I found it so powerful. And there is something about, you know, mirror work I've done a lot of in my over the years. And it's powerful because you it's like you start to see yourself outside of yourself if that makes mm, sense like you yeah. see yourself as another person and, and it's like you know we are in a relationship with ourselves but it can be so hard to get our head around that because until you're looking in a mirror and seeing your yeah. reflection you're just it feels like it's just all you and yet you know I, I was with a uh, I was with a one-to-one client yesterday and do you know that poem? I think it's Two Wolves or something. And basically a granddad Cherokee is telling his grandson, you know, um, there were two, there are two wolves um, inside of us. So one wolf is um, like anger and rage and self-judgment and resentment and jealousy. Mm. The other wolf is kindness and love and compassion and joy and all of these things. And they're, they're waging a, a battle within us. And then the grandson says, well, which one wins? Mm. And the Cherokee says, whichever one you feed. Oh, I always get shivers. Yeah, I love that. It's an oldie, but a goodie. I mean, that's just exactly everything we're talking about. And so it's like, we have to feed the good wolf who, and the way that we feed the good wolf is realizing like it's, it's within us. It's like, you, you can only give to another what you are giving yourself really. Mm. And that little practice in the morning um, whether you're in a relationship or not, it's like, you know, codependency, so many of us struggle with it and don't even have any clue that we are. But if you start to give yourself the things that you desire a romantic partner to give you, mm. then ironically, that's how you manifest that because you're already living in that energetic frequency. Yeah. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's like loving, loving yourself how you most desire someone else to love you. Like you're, 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 you're teaching them how you want to be loved. Mm. <laughs> like there, there's this energy of like, this is, this is what I expect. This is how things work around here. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're just so used to that, that anything, anything less is just going to be like a no. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that can, that we can begin to cultivate that before, before we're in the relationship, mm-hmm. before, before we're even dating, like how do we show up for ourselves in the morning? Um, mm-hmm. what do, do we buy ourselves the flowers that we wish someone else would, would, would buy us? Mm-hmm. Do we take ourselves out on, on nice dates and really enjoy being with ourselves? Like, mm-hmm. would you date you? <laughs> And like, check in, because I, I love this question for anyone that's wanting to date. Like, would you date yourself right now? Um, and if the answer is, I'm not sure, like sit with that, mm. sit with that. And there's this like self-dating is such a beautiful practice for anyone that's dating. And because you're like, you're not waiting for the other person to do those things. Mm-hmm. Starting to work on that already. Yes. And it's like you... But for, I have clients who like come to work with me because it's like, oh, I just always get ghosted. No one wants me. And it's like, you're guaranteed to have the best day of your life if you plan it with yourself and you get to do whatever you want and treat yourself exquisitely. Like you said, Sabi, in all the ways that you want someone else to. Yeah. You know, I love that. Yeah. And I recommend like, yeah, like you can go all out if you want. You can like mm-hmm. put a date in the diary, 
go wherever it is that you've been really wanting to go to that you've been hoping someone else would take you book Mm -hmm. it for yourself like dress up wear something nice um let it be almost like a ceremony of self-love, like a testament to you really taking care of you. And for anyone that's never done this before, you might be like, oh, like I'm going to be scared going by myself. Are people going to look at me? Like all of this. But know that that action in itself is such a radical part of, of your healing, right? That action of of showing up for you, of taking care of you, of doing something that you wish someone else would do for you, like that is healing work. And it's something that you can do like today. A hundred percent. And also continue to do it even when you're in the relationship. Yes. That's what I see all the time is that you then get the relationship and then all of that stops because you're like, oh, you know, and it's like, no, 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 this is a lifelong process. Yeah. It's, you know, take, taking yourself on a weekly date and it doesn't, sometimes it might be really lavish and, you know, whatever. And sometimes it might be the most, it might be like, I'm going to take myself to the local coffee shop with a book. I'm going to order myself the most gorgeous slice of cake and a lovely coffee. Mm. And I'm going to not look at my phone. I'm going to just read this book or this magazine or whatever the hell. It can be that simple, yeah, totally. you know? It just, yeah. it just is, it's the, like you said, Sabi, it's the, it's the practice of prioritizing yourself mm. and your desires. Yeah. Yourself, your desires. And also like beginning to fall in love with your own company. Yes. Like, I laugh sometimes because I'm like, I'm great company. Like I really enjoy, <laughs> I really enjoy being with myself. <laughs> oh my God. I'm the same. And I never used to, I used to be like, Oh God, someone be here. Cause I was just wanted to distract myself, distract myself. Yeah. And now, you know, as much as I adore my fiance, if he is like, Oh, I've, I'm staying in the London house tonight because of work's closer to there tomorrow and there's a part of me that's like yay I can have a lovely date mm-hmm. with myself and often my dog he's here as well <laughs> yeah. but, you know it's it is it's just precious precious time mm. and I savor it and that's a huge transformation from where I used to be mm. yeah yeah oh gosh I love I love you by the way I think you're, you're so you, I could talk to you for hours I really could but <laughs> we're gonna I'm gonna give you the home straight questions now yeah let's do it okay so right I love this is my favorite question I love this what love life advice would you give to your 15 year old self <sighs> I guess that's just before you got in a very long yeah. relationship oh yeah be yourself always Be yourself. Don't sacrifice your desires, your needs, your self-expression for anyone else. Mm, Love that. Mm. Definitely, I could have done with that back in my... uh, (laughs) Okay, this is always an interesting question. What's one thing you don't want people to know about you? This isn't necessarily don't want people to know, but this is maybe people might not. No, I think people think people think any of us that do this work have like got our shit together all of the time, <laughs> which is really not true. No, not true. <laughs> um, I can be quite an anxious person, and I'm realizing that's something that I'm working, been working with a lot this year. Mm. Um, and yeah, I can get anxious quite easily, quite quickly, and so I'm really working on self-soothing practices, practices to regulate my nervous system, practices to remind me that I'm safe. Mm. um and yeah so I think that's maybe something that people don't really expect if they see Mm. me on Instagram or or if they work with me um so I wanted to share that and to share um 
that even people that guide this work, that are coaches, that are teachers, that are healers, like they're all normal humans still Mm -hmm. moving through their own stuff. still doing their own work this work doesn't end right there's not one day when you're like yeah did it I'm done I used to that would be the way it is but actually it's like oh god that it's almost the more you evolve the more you realize how much you don't know (laughs) and how how much there is to do but again it's like invest in the process one day at a time and just enjoy, enjoy the journey like I definitely feel and that particularly in the last few weeks I've just relaxed a bit and just been like I cannot be bothered to keep beating myself up mm. and to keep like, you know, just, just expecting so much from myself. Like I, it's, it's one thing having high standards and, and expecting from yourself, but, but not in a way that feels you know, at times toxic. Mm. And so it's like, I would never treat a friend like that or expect no. that of a friend. Why do we do it to ourselves? And I love that you said that because we can be in toxic relationships with ourselves too. Oh my God. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Where can people find out more about your work? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It's just my name, Sabby.ker. Um, there's also my website, sabbycare.com. There's a free worthiness bundle on there that you can download and be on my mailing list. And also my DMs are always open to connect, to chat, if you're interested in working with me privately or wanting to know what else is going on. Um, yeah, and drop me a DM as well if you listen to this episode and you have any takeaways I'd love to hear. Absolutely, please do. And uh, we will link that in the show notes for you below this episode wonderful okay final question this is also a great one what's the number one piece of advice you would give to any single women who are listening to this haven't met their person yet and are worried they never will Mm, you're not running out of time you're not running out of time everything is coming to you in perfect timing the most important thing that you need to do on this journey to finding your person is to commit to yourself first along the way. Oh, here, bloody here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got a poem called Fuck the Timeline for exactly. Yeah, love it. The number one thing women struggle with is, is that that feeling like we should be further along and why haven't we got that thing? And and actually the more we feed that bad wolf of all that, mm. that, that, that anxiety wolf, the stronger it goes. So it yeah. is like just breathe, relax and enjoy where you are today. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Sabi, you've been the most wonderful guest. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm truly grateful and I hope everyone enjoyed listening. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate. <laughs>